0: things you were saying was, was you can talk to your blue in the face but what your kids are going to pick up is um, how you behave.
1: Welcome to the Relational Parenting Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hayes a parent coach and 20-year child care veteran. Each week I sit down with my own father Rick Hayes and discuss the complicated issues that parents face today as well as some of the oldest questions in the book. From the latest research and the framework of my relational parenting method, we offer thought provoking solutions to your deepest parenting struggles. Added bonuses include intergenerational wounding discussions and guest childcare experts. We will also start taking your parenting questions in episode five. So be sure to comment with your biggest questions or email me directly at jenny at jennyb.co. Let's get started. But, Mike, so micro traumas. I'm in my email right now. Actually, I, when I get ideas randomly, like I'll be out running errands or going to bed or whatever, and I'll get this like, like blast of an idea. Yep. Um, yep. I will email it to myself so that I have yep. to look at it the next day. Um, yeah, capture
0: it. Yeah.
1: And so I'm in my saved folder of the things I've emailed to myself over the last year of, and it's, it's called pod podcast topic ideas is my folder. Um, and one of, I, I didn't see it yet, but I know that micro traumas, um, has come up for me as something, I don't see it in here, but anyway, um, that there's PTSD from war. And then there's like what most people, the narrative around it is their kids, they'll they'll get over it. And and those moments where we diminish or dismiss a child's pain, because we have thirty or forty years of life experience, and we ha- we have overcome tiny things or bigger things a buffer we say like like kids are resilient like kids aren't born resilient resilience is learned and if you don't learn resilience then you learn suppression and you learn to Push down what you feel, or push pretend like you aren't in pain when you are, or minimize your own pain because an adult brushed you off when you were two years old, or
0: Hoping whatever, and not change. like
1: once. Like this is like repetitive, you know, dismissal. Um, but there's a term out there in the world. I didn't, I didn't come up with um, micro traumas,
0: hmm.
1: and micro traumas does not mean insignificant. Micro just means not. Um, it means quick means, um, in passing, not, not like an extended experience,
0: like a micro expression in perception and yeah.
1: So like, um, like PTSD is like, oh, I went to war for nine months or five years or whatever, like an extent, like you don't go to war for like half a second and then leave. Whereas a dismissal (laughs) can happen as quickly, like as literally a snap of your fingers, a dismissal, a a diminishment, a like, oh, you're fine. Get up, you know, micro trauma and micro traumas solidify when they are repeated. So that is the significance of micro traumas is that it's not one big experience. It's a ton of small experiences that have, that can have the exact same profound effect as one big experience. Um, So some people can say like my childhood as, as an extended experience was traumatic because the repetitive behavior of my adults over time. It's not that they were mean to me every single second of every single day. It's that they repeatedly dismissed my reality, my feelings, my literal physical pain that I was expressing all of my communication efforts. Like I was dismissed. I was not worthy. I was not given the time of day. And, and so to that person, my whole childhood was traumatic um, yeah,
0: that's an interesting distinction because with a like a like a like a you could think of a sip of water as a micro drowning, you know, and if, if a lot of water at once will kill you, but a little doesn't. But that's a bad analogy because I'm like a, a dismissal, or you can hurt somebody's feelings in an instant. Mm-hmm. and it's and it's not and it doesn't just go away it's the self-talk it's the you know it perpetuates itself in the head like accumulation of plaque in a blood vessel or you know it it sticks yes it's it, it like cholesterol you don't have a heart attack or, yeah
1: out of nowhere one day like that shit's been building for 20 years <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and the whole idea of dismissal is like poof, it's done, and for the for one person it's it's done and over, and mm-hmm. the other person that may hurt their feelings for weeks or months, and then if another one happens within that you know before they've healed from it or learned to deal with it or, or whatever depending on your age then then they accumulate before you you know now you're not now you, now you never learn to deal with it you just you just you're just like, oh my God, how that hurt." Yeah, well, it's it, an it interesting study.
1: In children, it becomes a learned pattern, and if you don't know anything else, you don't know any better. Your adults are responsible for you; they're exposing you to what they're exposing you to. You don't know any better. You don't know that that's wrong. You don't know that that's that that's hurtful. Like you, you just think, "Oh, there's something wrong with me."
0: Uh, or I think, or I, everybody's like that. A lot of I hear a lot or of that people. Or that everybody's talk about, like that. That's I, just oh, like I thought everybody's relationship was like that, or that's how people yeah. are. Yeah. So you learn you learn with a limited experience, you learn the wrong lessons sometimes.
1: But if you're so like as an adult, I can someone can hurt my feelings and I know how to either stand up to them or say, Hey, I didn't like that. I don't like being treated like that. And then they get to respond either with, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to hurt you. Right. Or fuck you. Or like, however, their whatever their response well, is, <laughs> their responsibility. Get some
0: closure on it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but then I get to set a boundary. So if it's if it's a, a close friend and it's an apology response, um, or a civil conversation where we talk through something, whatever. Great. We move. We all we all move on and with our lives. But if it's a not close friend or you know someone who's you're not really invested in you say hey like that hurt my feelings i don't appreciate being talked to like that or i don't appreciate being spoken to that way treated that way whatever they get to they get to choose how they respond and if their response is to further that hurt or dismiss me again or whatever then i get to be like all right well you like this is not no longer a person i'm going to interact with
0: okay um
1: but as a child you you don't have that option. There's the power dynamic that I always talk about because children and adults, there's a huge power difference. And so there's a responsibility of adults to act right, get your shit together so that you are not pummeling children, helpless fucking creatures (laughs) who can't do anything about it and don't know any better yet to not be a fucking asshole and teach them these things so that they go on to repeat the same cycles.
0: And to head off. I mean, if you continue it, eventually kids get older, hopefully to get to the point where they do have options. You know, little kids don't have any options for dealing with people who are abusing them. That's, I think that's what, that might be a good criteria for defining an adult is when you finally stand up, and say, I'm not putting up with this anymore. And by God, I got friends whose couches I can crash on or whatever. And yeah. then your rebellious teen takes off and, and you're mystified. Yeah. Figure out if your if your kids or are they're just a rebellious
1: teen or they're just an asshole or they don't. Yeah. Like the teen, yeah, the that, kid that, that, gets I'm, blamed. Yeah. For the, for the behavior that they've been taught or forced into. And I'm not saying that children and teens don't have accountability and responsibility, but they are still children. And what they are taught is what they're going to do, what they're going to display. So there's like you as a parent are responsible for a large amount of your child's reactions. I'm not even going to say actions or behavior, hope... but, but the way that your child, I need to pause and back up because children, mm-hmm. you can't control, but you can, Yeah, teach. you're going to get into
0: a nature nurture thing. There. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't, yeah. you cannot, you can't, children come out with personalities. Children are not blank slates. Children are not there for you to mold into whatever you want to mold them into. Like children come out with a personality and a purpose and gifts and weaknesses and whatever, you know, and whatever your belief system is for how that develops and how that comes through is, is yours. Um, but they are not blank slates. They come out with specific pieces of themselves already in place. And then the way that that is nurtured is what gets expressed. And so, yes, they come out nature. They come out a certain way. And you might have a highly sensitive child. You might have a highly confrontational child. You might have a um, very independent, stubborn child. Like You might have a kid that you don't know... Necessarily, how to communicate with well or how to explain things to well or whatever, but your job as the adult who has had many, many years of learning how to adapt to different people and different personalities and hone your communication skills and Hopefully. know, yeah, know yourself <laughs> well enough to and and be be yeah. You Flexible, are the adapter. Resilient. You yeah. are the adapt adaptable mm-hmm. person in the room. Mm-hmm. When your child has needs, you have to learn how to speak their language. You have to mm-hmm. learn how to meet their needs. You have to learn and you might have 3 kids with 3 completely different Personalities, three completely different sets of needs, three completely different love languages, three completely different communication styles. Yeah. But your job as the parent, as the observer, as the guide is to hone in, know your children, pay attention, like, and figure out what works and figure out what doesn't. And then also be a role model yourself for being a calm, cool, collected, kind human. If you lie, your kids are going to lie. If you punish yeah. them when they tell you the truth, they're going to fucking lie. So That's you're either the showing part. them the wrong behavior, or you are you yeah. are you are um, causing the wrong behavior because of the way that you respond. Yeah. Like kids are going to make mistakes. Period. Accept it. Yeah. Move on. Find a way to teach yeah. them better without That's
0: punishing learning. them. Yeah. For being honest with you, yeah just ranting yeah, no, so well. that's, there's all kinds of stuff in there you know you we're we're a product of our genetics what we come out of the womb with is a product of genetics and it's not just you and your parents you know you may you may have a kid that mm-hmm. has a lot of the traits of someone two or three or four or however you know it's a random collection of uh however many thousands of generations yeah. ancestral come trauma so you may get is something, a real fucking not, thing yeah and they're and they're going to be wired away you know, you can be predisposed to depression. You can be genetically predisposed mm-hmm. to things that, so you may get, you may get a bag you don't know how to, how to deal with. And it's, and you can talk to your blue in the face. The, one of the last things you were saying was, was you can talk to your blue in the face, but what your kids are going to pick up is, um, how you behave. You know, that's, yeah. uh, more mostly you can, you can say, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. But if your kids catch you lying a couple of times, that's. Takes a lot of talking to undo a witness to act. <laughs> yeah. I also saw a TED talk, TED talk not too long ago where uh, somebody was making the case that uh, parents have almost no influence on their children. I thought I have to go back and rewatch it. I'll send you a link to it. You know. And she That's said, "Not no, even they, scientific." They're, 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 I know, I know, but like, it was little, But it's like... an interesting argument <laughs> where you, the kids are in the world. Things are going to happen to them. You're there to guide them. How do I process all this stuff going on? Well, in yeah, that world? I agree with. Right. You know, but I think I think she was kind of coming from a place of, yeah, home is well regulated and well educated and and. You know, everybody's trying to become enlightened, and I think it was kind of in an ideal. Like she was talking about kind of an idealist environment. I'll send you the link if you get a chance. to Take a look at it.
1: It sounds like maybe the argument was not that we <laughs> that you as a parent have no influence on your child, but rather that no. yeah. we are ne- not here. Like what I just said, we are not here to mold yeah. them into anything. They already yeah. are something. Yeah, our job is to guide them, not to turn them into anything, but to make them, but to teach them how to be resilient to the difficulties of physical reality, to teach them them emotional intelligence and how to deal with the thoughts in your head and how to overcome and how to get like our last episode, how to get out of your comfort zone and what, you know, the importance of of character traits and, you know, muscle building and, and integrating, like, the mind, body, and spirit. Like, you, you're you born into a world as someone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But you don't have any skills to survive. Yeah. So I ha- I come here with a personality and gifts and goal, but I have no... I don't know how to find food. I don't no know how skills. to That's change my diaper. Moment. I don't know how to... Yeah keep going when times get hard because all my brain does is go is shut down and go like, hide, run, like get away because something is scary. Like
0: there's like a rabbit.
1: We're here to teach and to be guides. We are not here to mold and force and coerce and make them do things or be things or whatever. And there is like, there's a woman on who does TikTok videos that I think is hilarious and she plays two sides of a role playing scenario where she's she plays herself, the mom, oh, and then she, she yeah. plays a stranger um, or random person who makes comments out in public.
0: Yeah.
1: And sh- and one of my favorite ones is oh, I can't believe you let them do that in public. And, and it <laughs> pans and it switches over to her as the mom. And she goes, I'm I'm sorry. Let, did you say let them? Like as if I had any control over what they choose to do in any given moment. Like we like that, that's where it's like, stop. The goal of parenthood isn't to control your children.
0: Yeah,
1: That's not the point. And you can't, that's what she was trying to say. I'm, I don't know. I haven't watched it.
0: We should you put cannot some links like that in there. Control
1: here. every little thing in your life and you can't control children. Children yeah. are free, autonomous creatures that are just they come out just trying to figure out how to survive. Yeah. Our job is to teach yeah. them how to survive with a, with a little grace and get along with people and live in a community. And but when they're three, they don't give a about the community they're just like <laughs> what's going on and I need a snack and why do I I'm feel like hungry. this
0: <laughs> my mind hurts yeah
1: quit having unrealistic expectations and quit expecting quit expecting yourself to be in control of everything yeah, you're not of the you're not in control of everything nobody is the only thing we are in control of is ourselves and our choices that we make that's it yeah. That's the only thing you can control in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The only time you're in control is when you have secure hold of their ears or maybe a finger. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well sure okay yeah come someone could come in now. and make <laughs> make the argument that you can control your children but only until they're a certain size and a certain age and then exactly. you fail to teach them anything about controlling themselves and then they enter a world where they either beat the shit out of you back when they're bigger than you <laughs> and then yep. they go out into the world with no self-control no self-accountability yep. because you've just been yep. beating them their whole lives or grabbing them That's by the right. ears or whatever you know verbally yeah. physically however you want to
0: it's write not, it. You're not, you're you not fostering controlling them. self-control. Yeah, yeah, they
1: don't learn anything from that.
0: Don't that lie will not serve them. It doesn't serve you, yeah.
1: It will not serve them for any part of their life. You controlling them does nothing.
0: It's a complicated <sighs> world out there. We there's jumped, people we who just do like... lie because it does? Well, that's right. We have no trouble fight, winging it here. I don't know. We, we're gonna have to start watching, uh, uh, making sure that we are interesting to other people, other than ourselves, <laughs> because you? we don't have any trouble. We don't have any trouble batting batting ideas around.
1: Well, so we started oddly enough. The two I have two words written down on my.
0: You can't even see them. That's how, like <laughs> micro trauma. Oh,
1: you're Lying. doing kid, you're
0: doing a clipboard thing too. Cool.
1: Yeah, I finally had to. Um, I used to just have a piece of paper on like a little thing right here that I would kind of, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I was trying to be a little more like poised and I don't know, whatever. But then I was like, I want to write things down and I just need to, so. Yeah.
0: I have to take but, notes while I well, Eventually we're going to need teleprompters, I think.
1: But lying and yeah. Te- well, but we don't, I mean, it's not scripted. So
0: we wouldn't, we don't need teleprompters. Just little blurbs and stuff that you can just read. Um,
1: but the but I wrote down lying and micro traumas because of what you and I were talking about, you know, relationships and stuff before I hit record. And was it Judy? Judy, hi. hi Judy. Say hi, Judy. Hi, Judy.
0: Hi. Say it real loud.
1: Hi, Judy. <laughs> you know that the headphones aren't.
0: I know. Oh, okay. Well, if you said it loud enough, they'd be a speaker.
1: But... Oh, if I said yeah. it loud enough, yeah. But, um, so I just want to, like, take a minute and pause and back up because we just dove in and I just, like, went on a rant. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Re- but lying,
1: lying, or... lying, and then we got into micro traumas. I also, I had a couple of, we got into micro traumas because we were talking about adult relationships. So we were talking about conflict inside of adult relationships and how sometimes when we have, we're having a conflict with someone standing in front of us, sometimes the conflict isn't about that person. It's about that person said something that reminded us of something that someone else said in our past, whether it was behind
0: the veil yeah. two
1: years ago or forty years ago that hurt me deeply yeah. and you touched yeah. a wound, right? We call that triggered. You Touching triggered me. a wound
0: triggered and I, and this is how I've learned and this is how I still respond to that because I you know that's that's what I learned to do when I Well
1: because I'm still like, hurt because yeah, that wound when, yeah. yeah still exists and so now I'm 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 an adult I'm I'm autonomous I am in control of myself but now some like someone who did that to me when I was helpless right? I'm remembering being helpless Ooh. in that moment. Ooh. And now mm-hmm. I'm standing here talking to someone that I know and trust who has triggered that helpless feeling inside of me. And now I'm in fight or flight mode again. And now I'm responding, whether their intention was to be hurtful or not, it hurt me. And yeah. now my I get to choose my reaction. But if you launch into fight or flight mode, you haven't done any work around getting triggered, around emotional intelligence around responding versus reacting, like taking a deep breath, regulating yourself, responding to something, um, you know, your reaction can turn into a conflict. It can turn into like a, well, fuck you use like defensiveness or fuck you. I'm out of here, done with this conversation, whatever it might be. Or if, especially if it's someone you care about, you want to maintain a relationship with, it can be. (sighs) When you say that,
0: <laughs>
1: I feel blah, blah, blah.
0: I want to smash hurt. you.
1: I feel, well, <laughs> no, that's not a feeling. So that's the other key is that you can't threaten the or accuse.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you don't. No. Yeah,
1: Threats yeah. and accusations are useless. That's only going to put them. That's still a retaliation that's going to put them on the defense of like, whoa.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but if someone says something to hurt you and it's not obvious they meant like like people say things all the time it
0: was intentional yeah
1: yeah no one like it's not obvious that they're like ah. We're not, i'm not talking about like a like a heated whatever like in passing your your significant other says something to you in the kitchen and it just hits you the wrong way mm-hmm. instead of turning around and sniping back at them <laughs> when they're probably just like not even thinking about what they said in that yeah. way
0: yeah.
1: being like, just noticing that you're feeling that way and being like, okay, that didn't feel good. I should let them know that that didn't feel good. Hey, when you said that, a, I felt like this.
0: That's a and soft then they spot. get to
1: be like, Oh, like, I like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. Like I just meant,
0: blah, 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 mm-hmm. 99% still, of the time. <laughs> you know, and don't yeah. be dismissive. It's like everybody. So it's good if everybody recognizes that everybody has micro traumas and little things that will trigger them and don't react initially to things. I got, I'm getting a picture of that parent, adult, child thing, which I know is debunked, but still you don't, don't react from your child. Don't react from your past. Yeah, from the
1: You wounding. know, everybody
0: needs to be regulated most of the time. That will improve communication
1: self-sovereignty Ooh. is a word that has been, that just popped up for me and has been popping up for me the last few days. And maybe this is our real sovereign.
0: Soft, self-sovereignty, integrity. There was a word I popped into my head about, uh, uh, We've talked before about motivation coming from, and goes back to the TED Talk lady about, you know, te- teaching kids and teaching ourselves to come from internal, not external, uh, intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic
1: means it comes from you, your inside of you, your values, your choices, yep. your beliefs, versus yep. someone outside of you constantly telling you what to do and that this is right and this is wrong.
0: Intrinsic is is uh, yeah. It's part of me. Without it, I wouldn't be exactly me anymore. I'd right. be something a little different. Right. right. So there's
1: so self sovereignty comes into play here when you're in any relationship of any kind, but we just we happen to be talking about significant others. And The way that you respond when you get triggered, when, when someone says something that, that hurts you in any way, for any reason, in any situation, you get to choose how you respond and you don't know if they meant it like that. You don't know if they didn't mean it like that. You don't know anything about their intention. Like anything you think about them is a story you are writing in your head because you don't know.
0: That's right. And all you
1: have control over is noticing, ouch, that hurt. And now I get to tell that person that hurt me. And I don't have control over how they respond to that. I don't have control whether or not they apologize. I don't have control whether or not they explain themselves. I don't have control... Over knowing if they meant it to be hurtful or not. I don't have control yeah. over whether they lie. I don't have control over like I don't have control over anything anyone we else does.
0: We don't have control, but period. I yeah.
1: chose to communicate clearly and well and kindly, and that is all I can do.
0: Yeah. In you any situation.
1: Yourself is I am in control of me. I noticed that hurt me. I don't need to fall spiral into a pit of shame or guilt or anger because of that. Uh, but all I'm in control of is my behavior mm-hmm. and my that's choices. Why,
0: that's why when you run into somebody or if you get in a situation where someone is out of control, right? That's it's where the calm down, you know, uh, if you're out of control then there's not much point in dealing with you anymore yeah. or or you know recognizing the recognizing yourself about to go out of control is the probably the real valuable skill going i'm i'm out of my mind i'm just yelling and screaming or so hurt i can't do anything then it's then it's time to go do something else and yeah
1: Well, you take time out some energy
0: and come back to this.
1: Yeah. And and people think of timeouts being like this childhood punishment, which first of all, they don't work either. Stop doing that. Everybody. Second of all,
0: (laughs) time. Doesn't work for who? Sometimes it gives parents a relief.
1: Okay. I mean like a traditional timeout (laughs) where like you have to go sit in the court, like you're bad, go stand in the corner, face the wall, don't speak, don't move.
0: Think about what you did. Yeah.
1: But a healthy timeout is for everyone. Okay. We need a break, but not making it about the child being wrong or your partner being wrong or you being wrong, like not making it about anybody being wrong and not making it about punishment. It's simply a fact of reality that we are both not in control of ourselves. We are sniping, we are throwing accusations, we are being mean and hurtful to each other and we feel justified in it. Yeah. And we, and that is the moment when you can go, whoa. Yeah. Okay. This is not a productive conversation anymore. The only thing happening here is we are trading hurt. And yeah. seeing who can hurt each other or Producing who can come out on hurt. top, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is the moment where we need a break. We both need to pick something to go do and say, we'll come back to this in 20 minutes or we'll come back to this in three days. Or like depending on the escalation and your situation and all the things, like, a t- like taking a break, that's what I call it when I'm taking care of kids. I just don't use the word timeout because I... Had to retrain my brain
0: Euphemism. from when
1: I used to use timeouts all the time as punishment. Yeah, yeah, and um, or as a break for me.
0: <laughs> that's the, that, get away that's from that, me. <laughs> that's the point I was making. Is I need you to go stand over there before I spank yes, you. because I need to get myself regulated.
1: <laughs> yes, but that's on you. You need the timeout.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So telling
1: a child go over there, away from me, is <laughs> blaming them for how you feel and what you need. So it's not a timeout for the kid. It's not go stand over there till I can collect myself. It's <laughs> mommy is really frustrated. Mommy is not in control of her emotions right now. And I'm feeling really unkind. So I don't want to say mm. anything to you that I don't mean. And I'm going to go take a break for five minutes. What do you want to do while I go take a break?
0: That's probably really, that's good teaching for a child. That's so really you vulnerable. Leave the room. You leave the room. A, that's good for a grown-up. There's other grown-ups. I mean, that's kind of what a pathology is, isn't it? Uh, uh, there, are, I can imagine, there are people who would use that against you to come in, and you know, a, another grown-up that doesn't have your best interests at heart. And when you reveal that stuff in a moment of weakness, hey, I'm on, I'm on the brink here, take a break, some will attack you at that point. As opposed to, now with a child, well, don't that talk sounds with those like people. a really good, that's a, well, that's a, you're not always in control of that. If it's your boss or spouse or, you know, if it's someone you can't get away with, but with a kid, that's a real, that's a real good. And with another regulated adult, that's all that, that would be really good. I'm just imagining, I test, I'm, I'm the velociraptor. I'm testing all the cases, all the border cases. I, my own process, I, somebody will say something, you know, when I, or when a thought comes up and then I take that and I jigsaw that around in my experience and going, yeah, 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 yeah. That fits. Or no, that doesn't fit. And that was just, I yeah. kind of got, I kind of got well, there's no on, one well, truth. it. Well, it here, but it doesn't fit here. You know,
1: there's no, I'm going to, I'm going to take that back. Um, there's, there's rarely one truth that fits every situation, every situation in life.
0: That's right. That's the regulation. But That's we're why not we talking about every
1: situation. We're talking about what kind of home are you right. creating and what are the life skills right. that children need to learn. Right. Navigating the workplace in their 40s and 50s is a whole different game.
0: Whole we're
1: different talking
0: game. about the importance can... of
1: building their foundation of relational skills, healthy, emotional, and mental skills, so that when they do meet the big bad boss, they can work through it, work, overcome it, or leave if it's toxic. Like yeah. there are options. Instead of I'm wrong, I'm bad, I'm shitty, I'm the, like blaming themselves for everything that happens to them. Because it, other people and other situations occur, whether we're there or not, it's not our fault. Like I said, we are – the only responsibility we have is self-sovereignty. How are you showing up? How are you behaving? What choices are you making? And so everyone else gets to make their choices and you get to make yours. And because your boss is shitty and attacking you – doesn't necessarily mean that you deserve it, and you're a shitty person. It means, that's in right. fact, rarely does it mean that. It means your boss is having a bad day, or your boss <laughs> is getting a divorce, or your boss had a fight, yeah. or whatever, and they're taking it out on you.
0: Somehow, we've you triggered are never an responsible. Yeah,
1: you are never responsible for someone else's behavior.
0: There you go. That's a good thing. That that and that's what we're teaching our kids. That's what you want to teach your kids is to recognize when recognize those things when they see them
1: well and so often kids are blamed for how their parents are feeling you're pissing me off go to your room you are disrespecting me go to your room you like it's it's the kids get blamed (laughs) for parents' behaviors, feelings, actions. And then kids go out into the world and build friendships based on trauma responses and become caretakers of everyone except for themselves. And yeah, yeah, it's just a a whole cycle,
0: man. That's exactly the mechanism, is, is unresolved trauma in our past. You know, a kid will pick on that. A kid will do something and the parent will react, you know, we will react to something in our past the mm-hmm. kid has reminded us of, right? And so you mm-hmm. impose that on the kid. And so that's that's exactly why the Civil War is not over, you know, because of unresolved stuff we're carrying around that stuff in our parents, what is it, stuff in our parents' backyards are in our front yards, and end up in it our What's in the front parents'
1: yard. basement is in the child's basement. front that's yard.
0: It. That's it. That's it. And so that's how, that's how that stuff gets perpetuated. And so, mm-hmm. like we've been saying, uh, dealing with some of your own stuff and dealing with your kids, the way I've learned to look at it is dealing with your kids is a most people. Like and want to take care of and do a good make their kids successful. You know, impart as much mm-hmm. of their good. They, they everybody thinks they're raising their kids the way kids ought to be raised. You know, yeah. But that's uh, that's an that's what opportunity. makes this so
1: hard. So everybody's
0: like, yeah. Well,
1: we're raising our kids this way. And
0: it's like... That's right, and this is the right way, by the way. And so that's, <laughs> and... but it's an opportunity when your kids. Do something that does trigger you. That's a real chance for you to grow, too. You know, back to something you were saying yeah. before is don't think you know it all. You know, take that as an opportunity. Why Why did that upset me? And do a little growth of your own while you're parenting.
1: Well, and everything, everything you put out into the world comes back to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in this black or, and white way of like good people get good things and bad people get bad things. Like bad Karma. things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people, mm-hmm. whatever good and bad, mm-hmm. black and white doesn't exist. It's not real. Mm-hmm. What I'm what that means to me is you put out into the world, the choices and behaviors and energy that you would want to receive yourself. And when you live your life that way, it doesn't matter if someone comes into your periphery and is a shit person to you or Mm -hmm. does something to try to manipulate you or, you know, whatever, we're all going to meet bad situations. People are going to die that we love. We're all going to have struggle and hardship. What that means is that I am choosing who I'm going to be in this lifetime. I'm choosing whether or not I'm going to contribute to the healing and betterment and, um, higher consciousness and, um, not just living in these base instincts of survival and fear and hoarding everything that I can and stealing from anyone that I need to steal from. And these survival instincts that, that hurt others. Right. Right. Yep. So we're not, we're living our life in a way that does no harm to others. And, oh my God, the other place that I was going with this is whatever your belief system is, My this is mine. And it's, and it's not just this random belief. It's the, it's. I have witnessed it. I've witnessed it for myself. Like
0: like, this is my experience.
1: Yeah. So, and I've witnessed it for other people, but, but children and the world around you will, everything is a mirror. Mm -hmm. Everything in the world is connected. Your action causes a reaction in the world in some way. Everyone else's actions cause reactions. So you can walk around in your life and ignore everything that the world is reflecting back to you, Mm -hmm. or you can walk around and observe what's Mm -hmm. being reflected back to you and go, Oh, maybe that's coming to me because that's what I'm putting out. And learn from it. Yeah. Maybe someone is reacting to me that way because that's how I treated them. Mm -hmm. Maybe. And that doesn't make them your responsibility. It's a tool for you, for self-reflection, for growth, for your own healing. And so our children are the same. Like our, I firmly believe that our children choose us um, because we have something to offer them in their journey and their growth. And I believe that they choose us because they are a soul who can help us with whatever we have yet to unearth, uncover, heal, and grow through. Mm -hmm. And so I, I watch parents, I watch parents dig into their basement when the child, when their, and their child is like in their face, this this thing that triggers the Fuck out of them. And I don't know what to do with them. And it's like a whole new language that I'm having to learn and blah, blah, blah. Like rarely do people just get a kid who is their best friend and they have everything in common with. And and sometimes it's like one kid is your bestie and the your other kid is your is your fucking guru who's gonna teach and show guru. you all that's of right. the holes that you need child. to fill. Yep.
0: <laughs> ooh, ooh, I wanna be that one. Yeah.
1: And
0: that's way more fun being the bad guy.
1: <laughs> the last, you know, I joke sometimes, but the last nanny, you know, the last family that I that I took care of was a little boy and a little girl. And they were a little over a year apart. And by the time I'd worked there for about a year, you know, I was, I was ingrained. I was part of the family. I was yeah. um, in love with the kids and, and all the things all attached, the, Yeah, I told the mom I was, I'd had like, I'd had a, a really rough, like week. And the boy who was older, he was three at the time. He was, he he was. In that, like, language development, he was in his self sovereignty phase of, like, I'm not going to do anything that anybody tells me because I realize core. that I don't have to.
0: I've discovered competence and independence. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've discovered the word no.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and as someone who, <laughs> view like I you know I see myself as experienced I see myself as learned I see myself as educated and I know how to deal with kids and there's almost no situation that you could plop me into that I could not handle when it comes to children and this little boy this little boy took that ego and went
0: K-k-k. yeah
1: it was so like watch this, this one. bitch try this one on yeah And at the end of that week, I, you know, the mom and I, you know, were, it was, it was a very friendly boss employee relationship. We would, we would dissect things about the kids and talk and have conversations and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Mm I'm sitting, I sat down and it was like the end of the day or the kids were going to bed or something. I don't know. And I was, I just like put my head in my hands and she, and I was just like, you know, you know what I've realized? I was like the little girl, I said her name. I was like, she she's like my little best friend. She and I can go to the coffee shop, to the museum. And it's like, it's like go, it's like hopping around town with my teeny tiny bestie. And we just, as long as she like gets a snack every few hours, she is just good to go. She is, she just (laughs) wants to have fun and explore the world and like, let's let's
0: do it. Yeah.
1: But you bring little boy's name. I was like, And he, I love, I was like, I love them equally. I was like, but he is like my little guru. And every Mm -hmm. time I think I have a handle on things, he comes in and is like, how about this? Like he comes in and he wrecks my world of what I think I'm like capable of. And not in like a, like a, like a destructive way, but in like a, Oh, like I learn. Well, I and I told her, I was like, I have learned more from him in a year than I think I've learned in the 19 previous taking care of children. I've learned more about me, about children, about needs, about shifting my language and my behavior and my responses. I have learned more from him in a year because of how challenging he has been, I was like, little girl, she's my buddy. (laughs) She is my buddy. I love her. We love hanging out together. I was like, and he is like that coach in high school that you hate, but you would follow to, to the grave because they make you better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah and it's such an it's such an interesting it's such a crazy feeling to feel that way about a 3-year-old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing is our experiences are unique to us just because I I just because I bring my experience. I'm getting older in the workplace and I'm very careful not to adopt a I know it all kind of attitude. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, I've had my experience and I've done some things, but it's, uh, you know, the world is a moving stream and the stream is different now. And so you gotta, you gotta keep that new mind thing going, Yes, uh, because it's, mm, all, learn, it's all I forgot new.
1: that that's what that means. Learner's yeah. mind.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Beginner's mind, new mind, Zen thing. And, uh, it's, it's important, I think, I guess that makes it a value judgment, to be aware of those kinds of things, that your experience is not everyone's experience. And that's what, it doesn't matter whether the person, the being in front of you is three or 70, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they may have something to show you that's outside Everyone of Everyone has experience. something
1: to offer.
0: Yeah. You know? Everyone. And so, and so come at it with the attitude of, Lay it on me, baby. I'm ready to learn. That's where, like leader, I imagine Mm -hmm. leadership in the army. There are leaders, coaches, whatever that that you want to be around. But if you if you're open to learning, if you if you're not, pretty sure. I guess that maybe that's a functional definition of closed-mindedness. If you're Mm -hmm. if you if you are aware, you don't know everything. Is that Mm self-awareness? Is that I don't know what that. I have to read up on that.
1: There's ego. There's um.
0: Killing the ego is a
1: big part of adulthood, is a big part of of healing. Um, if you actually want to grow in life, you've really got to get a handle on Don't, your ego.
0: Get a handle on ego. That makes sense. Well, teaching yeah. guys to code. That was always like, you know, we're going to have code reviews. Get your ego out of your code. Do some work and we will all sit around and we will learn from one another. And boy, there are, I ran into a lot of people. Uh, last team I was on, first time I called, started up code reviews, nobody showed up to the first one. Everybody was scared to death to, find, to have anybody else review their code. They'd never been oh. through a code review before. And it's like, no, 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 we're all, you know, I'm, and I, I was like, well, I'm going to do mine first. I'm going to show you some code I'm working on. And you guys just, we will, it'll take, Fifty meetings, but we will all come to a consensus on best ways to do things with this team. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna change that, the world.
1: That right you know? there, I want to capture that. That example you just <laughs> gave in an adult <laughs> business environment, where as yeah. a well, that's a le- that is a leadership skill. That's, that's I'll that's go first. Yeah. Let me yeah. show you Here's where mine. I've my weaknesses, where I fuck Here's, up, where I fail.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I was like, trying to do. I'll go
1: first. Like being a leader is, is not standing in the white house and commanding an army to go do things that you yourself would never do. Being a leader is I'll go first. Watch me, watch me fuck it up. Watch me not be perfect. And this is where parenting, this is a huge parenting philosophy that I teach people is like if you are the parent and you expect your child to behave a certain way, to develop a certain skill, to do something in a certain way, and you yourself are not doing it that way, or yeah. you yourself are not leading the path going first, um, right. or showing your kids that failure is okay or that no one is perfect, everybody makes mistakes. If you are not leading with that, Action. like with that, um uh humbleness of what being a human is
0: servant leader, yeah.
1: If you just just fucking pound into your kids that you need to be perfect and you need to do everything right and blah blah, blah. like oh my god, you're gonna fuck up your kids so much. But you are not being (laughs) a leader. You're being a dictator and Nobody respects dictators. There is only fear. And when they get older, your kids aren't going to want to talk to you. Your kids aren't going to trust you with anything. They're not going to talk to you about anything. And you're going to be like, why? What did I do? Why do you treat me like this? And guilt trip them. And it's your fucking fault. And man, I am on one today. Um, But that example is so important to, to be like, it might take 50 meetings, you guys. I'm gonna go first. We're gonna talk this out. We are a team, and together we're gonna figure this out. And that is figure out the
0: best way to do things. That is
1: the family dynamic that creates happy, resilient, honest, capable human beings. If you and your parenting partner or whatever family dynamic you have created with the children that are there. If you are not a team where you appreciate everyone's strengths exactly. and give grace to everyone's weaknesses and come together and bolster each other and make yep. team decisions and talk with your kids like together as a team, as, as respected parts of the team, not yep. just we're the parents and this is how it's going to be.
0: Yeah. Like yeah, I'm not big on Every once in a while. Parenting.
1: Yeah, every once in a while there has to be a like final say. Who's got the final say? Yes, you the Absolutely. parent know what is safe, what is okay. I'm the Etc. I'm I'm I I'm the, I'm the you have. Dad, yeah. yeah, you have the judgment and the experience to be the final say in certain situations, but for the most part, if you want to have a healthy healthy relationships, lifelong bonds, like healthy kids who can navigate the world on their own eventually and overcome difficult things and be have a successful, enjoyable life, you need to create a team environment where everyone is respected, where everyone's opinion is taken yeah. into account. That doesn't mean they're going to yeah. always get what they want. No one on any team always gets what they want. There's give and take.
0: Well, it's teaching that there is, I mean, it works in relationships too. It's In my view, it's teaching that, I don't know, an Einstein quote comes to mind. Service to something bigger than yourself generally makes people happier than me, 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 me all the time, you know, which leads to lying to get your way, to avoid consequences and stuff. But picking something like, you know, doing something, take one for the team, being part of a team, this is what the team needs to do as opposed to what I would rather go do. Those are, I think those are all good, uh, I'm going to say instincts. Those are all good feelings. What's the word I'm looking for? To instill in kids because it makes them more productive members of the tribe. You know, what's -hmm. what's good for the tribe is good for everybody in the tribe Mm -hmm. as a rule. And so, yeah, it's it's a social skill. Hmm. I don't know. I had a buddy in the army. I was going to say that that distinguished those kind of leaders as being the uh, difference between leaders and managers. You know, some people mm. run groups and they're just managers. They're yeah. checking boxes and they're they're managing things. And then there's leaders who jump out and do it. You know, yeah. they get in the mud and they they help push the truck. They're not just sitting yes. there going, hey, we need another one over here. You know, from afar. Yeah, just
1: delegating so, and pointing and instructing. They're in there doing it. And maybe they're like, Hey, you're really good at this. Why don't you do that? Hey, you're really good at this. Why don't you do that? And I'm gonna be here doing that's this. Right.
0: And if somebody has a suggestion, it's probably Yeah, you're right. You know, Bill's bigger. you know, let's put you know, you you um mm-hmm. you negotiate, you uh and I guess there is some management involved in leadership, but
1: there there mm-hmm. is, but if you're not you in know. there getting your hands dirty too, if you're not doing it first, if it's a yep. scary thing,
0: yep.
1: like then who are you to spout off at other people? You're not, a, you can't teach people something you've never done. You can't like, you can't claim, you can't authority. claim authority. Leadership. Thank you. You can't claim authority over something you've never done yourself. I can't yeah. I can't sit here and speak about these things if I hadn't spent the last 20 years of my life doing them yeah. learning. Like I didn't come out of the womb knowing all of this. It took right. a lifetime Right, if not at least the 20 years of my career to learn these things too I, like i I went to healing I went to retreats i I hired coaches, I got a therapist i' like I've been doing the work, and I started as a as an authoritarian teenager in charge of children, and I could make kids I could coerce, I could instruct, I could put on my mean voice and and get kids to do what they needed to do and fall in line. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. And I felt successful and I was like, I'm good with kids. Kids trust me. And I can, when it gets hard, I can make things happen that need to happen. And I felt virtuous in that. And now (laughs) fast forward, I let, I'm like, I look back at that version of myself and i look at what the science is saying now and the way that i've shifted the way that i that i approach hard moments with children and how i choose to connect rather than direct and demand obedience and i res- mm-hmm. when you respect a child and when you're transparent about your own feelings with a child it gives them the safety to then not be angry and screaming and battering at you they calm down too and then you can have a civil conversation and actually work through something so that that thing doesn't just keep happening and -hmm. you just stay in the same battle for 20 years with your kid Mm -hmm. like if I hadn't if that evolution had not occurred
0: that's the word yeah I
1: could not sit here and spout this bullshit to you guys like who would I be to it's just yeah Leaders are doers,
0: and that's the really end. what we're talking about here. <laughs> is nobody just like nobody comes out of the womb with all the skills they need,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: like like kind. Oh, well, and even animals don't. I mean, lions teach their cubs to hunt and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Cats, do. yeah, but parents don't come out of the gate having all the parenting skills they'd like to have. They they've seen right. it from one they side. They have done it. Yeah. And even if they were raised, they still haven't done it from in a leadership position. I think I think the guiding principle is if the kids are triggering something in you, that's that's you, not not them. Yeah. And and so if you want to teach your kids to do better than you, then if you're getting all out of joint, you know, if you're out of control, if your kids are doing something, if If you are witnessing a kid doing something and it is causing you to get out of control, that's on you, baby. You need to, Mm -hmm. that means you don't know what to do. Right. (laughs) The helpless. You're coming from helplessness, not from, oh, I've seen this in 16 kids and so I'll do this. And and it's not always peaceful. Sometimes you got to grab them and say, hey, quit quit throwing bricks at the at the poor you know, at the poor little kid that can't defend himself. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to get physical, but
1: well and that's and most parents, this is so this is something that I let's talk about vulnerability. Um one of my biggest fears in starting my this this coaching venture, this um you know, creating relational parenting and teaching other people is that my big, my biggest fear is that people would look at me and go, well, you're not a parent. So what are you doing? And I had to do a lot of, like, I had a lot of conversations with myself and I talked, you know, to friends and, um, and whatnot who were like, well, no, you're not a parent yet, but you've been raising children for 20 years.
0: Surrogate parent, maybe step parent. You know, you're as much a parent as you've been raising kids.
1: Well, and there, but, and there's, there's like, I, I am not naive in knowing that when I have my own children, it will feel, di- it will feel different. It will be more triggering. And there will yeah. be things that I, that I come up against that I'm like.
0: Different buttons to push. Yeah. All the buttons. <laughs> but I have raised,
1: <laughs> but I have raised hundreds or I have helped raise hundreds of go. children and not just mine in my tiny little bubble of a world mm-hmm. i have helped raise children who are 16 and black and from
0: different than you their yeah.
1: crips, their bloods their they're coming from life cycles that i cannot comprehend yeah. i have helped raise children who are infants and are being raised by well-paid doctors in yeah. Denver suburbia. I yeah. have helped raise middle-class children in a preschool. I have helped raise Indian children, Asian children, black children, white children. I, like I have helped raise, and I mean, Indian as in India, I'm not replacing native American. I just want to make that very clear. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I have Hispanic children and I have been in those communities and I have been in I've done it in churches. I've done it in preschools. I've done it in juvenile detention facilities. Like, and I had, and I sound very confident when I'm talking about it now, but that took months and months of mindset, if not years of mindset and, and going back and looking through my resumes and being like, no, I've fucking done this shit. I have run, I have been in charge of, I have been, I have corralled 16 two-year-olds on my own. I remember we have to wrap this up and I have one more thing. Wow. But I, when I first moved to Colorado, I interviewed for the uh, national, I'm trying to remember. it was a, it's a federal facility here in Denver. And it's, um, they house the national 9-1-1, one of oh. one of four national government 911 facilities. So it's wow. the 911 that the government calls, not people. Like you can't call this 911 well, facility. I have, a, this I have is, a flood.
0: I have a tornado. This is
1: government emergency 911. Um, and so it's like, it's like a big deal. You've got to be able to handle stress, handle, um, yeah. Yeah. impending doom and Changing remain things
0: and, yeah. calm,
1: cool, collected, et cetera. Now I didn't get that job strictly because of my student loans, because I had so many federal student loans that they couldn't hire me because there was a, um, conflict of interest that I could, if I got access to federal computer systems that I could somehow, Minute, like do something really? to yeah with my student They're loans. They're
0: not segregated. Wow, you'd think the I mean, this was like this was like a different.
1: background checks. Like they went and visited neighbors from my childhood type oh, that's shit.
0: A, that's a security so clearance.
1: Federal, yeah, this was like oh yeah, it was a full blown security clearance. So, but anyway, oh, okay. I interviewed with three very intimidating suits, all men, sure. alone sure. at a steel table in a white-walled conference room.
0: <laughs> dead, dead serious. And, We're uh, not then, interested in jokes. Yeah.
1: And when, I, and when I drove into the federal facility, I mean, it was metal detectors under my car. It was open your trunk, show me your ID. Like, are, what are you here for? I had um, forgotten
0: that if I knew. Wow.
1: And I was t- like 24. I was terrified.
0: Sure. That's, <laughs> but that's excited. the secrets of all that. Yeah.
1: So I get there. I get to the interview. I'm sitting in the interview. They're grilling me. Um, about like, how are you under pressure? Like, you know, what are, you know, what are some, you know, whatever. Typical interview, three men. They, just trying find of when
0: you were under pressure and how did you handle it? Yeah. yeah.
1: 24 year old girl, just like in my little suit, just being like, <laughs> um, I'm actually very calm, cool and collected under pressure. So, which is why I was sitting there. So, With um, the, the, the one guy was, uh, he was the ex director of the FBI, as in National Headquarters Holy Director cow. of the FBI. Wow. Looked me dead in the eye and said what you just said. He was like, um, tell me a time. What was it? Oh, he yeah. made. I was it's telling him about Denver being a preschool view. teacher because that was yeah. my most recent job before I moved to, Den- to Denver. I was like, I was a preschool teacher for three years. And he looked me dead in the eye and said, how would that translate? to staying calm on a nine one one call. And I looked him dead in the eye and asked, have you ever been in a room with (laughs) sixteen two year olds? Two year olds.
0: And he just went
1: and he just went,
0: Okay. He got, a, he, got a, he got a picture in his head. You he had to you gotta put that picture in their head. Yeah.
1: I didn't answer. I just replied with another question. And I like that is a moment that will live in infamy in my mind forever. Yeah, because exactly, yeah. I it was like, okay, I know that I have a, a strength and a gift here that a lot yeah. of people do not have for working yeah. with children, for patience, yeah. for getting into the head of a c of a child and what their needs are and staying calm, cool, and collected and whatever. But getting done,
0: getting done what needs to get done as opposed to melting down and, and collapsing into your own yeah. history, you know?
1: But there the whole point of God, the whole point of saying all of these things, oh, was to reveal my own insecurity. Regardless, I have 20 years, I have yeah. two decades yeah. of raising children. And I was I was still terrified to put myself out there and claim my expertise. Yeah. Because I haven't born my own children yet. Yeah. And I know it's different. I like I have no, I have no blinders about all of the shit that I don't know yet that I'm going to learn from having my own kids. But what I do have
0: emotional involvement. Yeah.
1: What I do have is I have a breadth of experiences in so many different situations, in so many different cultures, in so Mm -hmm. many different places in the world that I can help you navigate just about anything yeah. because it all comes down to this foundation of emotional and mental wellness. Everything builds off of that. Every part of your life builds off of that. And so if we have this foundation, all of those situations get taken care of. And so I no longer for the most part it still creeps in every once in a while that little voice sure. of like well you're not a parent yet what are you doing mm-hmm. um but very rarely and i'm like i know more and i've done more and have experienced more than pretty much any other parent on the planet who is currently a parent because you raise a child for 18 years and then you have adult children right it's people experience. who are currently yeah
0: people who are currently 3 isn't as
1: People who are currently parenting, like I have been parenting longer than most parents parent. Hmm. Like the
0: 10,000 hours rule. You have more hours of parenting kids than a lot of parents.
1: Than most parents ever have. Yeah. Yeah. And so sitting on that, and I, I forget which friend gave me that because I did not think of that myself. Somebody, somebody said that to me, reflected that back to me and was mm-hmm. like, "You've been raising kids for 20 years, most parents raise kids for 18." And I was yeah. like, "And I've been raising all different kinds of children, no hundreds of personalities, yeah. hundreds of situations, cultures, like
0: Back to my bell curve thing. You yeah. you've got a broader experience." Yeah.
1: So, that was I think the the point of that was to share a vulnerability, not to brag on myself, which I kind of feel like that's what that turned into. But anyway,
0: well, it's, uh, establishing authority, establishing leadership. That's what we were talking uh, about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you can't that, do
1: something you haven't done. Right. And then I'm that's like, right. Oh, I'm not a parent, but I have in fact parented and raised and yeah.
0: Well, well and a thought I had while you were, while you were reviewing that, I hadn't heard the story about the interview with the, with the, with the guy that, you know, very proud of that. Really,
1: I, I feel like I would have. To, I, you would have been you the first did. one I told that to. You
0: probably <laughs> did, but I don't always retain <laughs> everything. You know, yeah. um, good ideas are good ideas. Um, especially younger parent. The the less parenting you've done, the the newer you are to parenting, the more the the more you're likely to run into a real good idea here. And even if you've been parenting a long time, you're still likely to run into a good idea here.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's always new information. And as like a coach today in 10 years, I will like, it'll be similar foundationally, but there will be more information. There will be new things to add to the tool belt for me to teach people, you know, That's like the
0: value add here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And also part of like that. So the story I just told of my own, like overcoming, knowing myself, like we talked about ego and, just because you're the parent doesn't mean you know everything or that you're always right. But there is also value. I always tell parents that you like part of my coaching practice is reminding parents of their confidence, reminding them of their capabilities, reminding them or uncovering with them what they are good at, what their gifts are and to stand in their power, to stand in their confidence and to parent confidently, not meek, not meek and passive, and but not aggressive and authoritarian. But this assertive parenting, where we are a team. I'm a confident leader, and we are in this together. Yeah, like knowing yep. what you are capable of will give you the ability to self sovereign um, even more, even better, even longer. So. That, and then the last thing you had mentioned something that we will have to literally turn into another podcast episode, which is birth order. This is something birth order has fascinated me since I have memories, since I was like five, Mm -hmm. I have always watched, you know, I'm the middle and the only girl. And then there's, Mm -hmm. I have an older brother and a younger brother.
0: Oh yeah. All kinds of combinations. Yeah.
1: The, the birth order and our, the way it's not even like necessarily our personalities, but it's more like our coping skills, the way our coping skills and the way we think about the world and people has always fascinated me because I'm like, we grew up in the same household. How are we so different? And one of the most profound statements I've ever heard is that siblings often will say or someone, someone said this to, I can't remember if it was a video I was watching where a sibling said this to another sibling, but it says we grew up in the same household, but we, we had very different parents.
0: Childhoods are different parents. absolutely. So like
1: you and mom, were who you were and knew what you knew when Josh was born, and then yeah. a couple of years later you knew more and you had more skills and you had more self awareness, etc. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I came along, so I got a different version of my parents than Josh did. Yes, and, you did. And then a couple of years later, Nathan yeah. came along. and Nathan yeah. had a different version of you guys than I did. And in yeah. my husband's family, you know, he he. Kind of jokes, but all the time the first two boys are very different than the second two boys. And the first two boys, there were a lot of parenting skills that stopped parent well not skills, parenting methods, devices <laughs> that were used on the first two boys that the second two boys never experienced. Because they, they were like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do those things anymore.
0: <laughs> and so that's um, the whole idea is, is what? wouldn't it be great? You know, that's why I like the idea of your parent coaching is what if you could pick up on those things earlier? You know, not that well, it, not we're think... going to fix the world, but having There's access also, to that information. Like the good.
1: first, you know, each child will have a different personality and different needs. So yeah. you will be a different parent for each of your children no matter what. Yeah.
0: There's no, There's, no There's
1: no stopping that. There's no stopping the learning that you will, that will occur from the first child between the Absolutely. first and second child, between the second and third child and so on and so forth. You will learn, you will be a different parent to different children because that is your job is to meet the needs of different personalities, communication styles and love languages yep. and to personalize your relationship with each of your children, just yep. like you would uh, a spouse or a friend or whatever, like relationships are different. Yep. And I, you know, the statement, I love my children equally, but differently. Yeah. You don't love your children or love the same things about each of your children. you they are each unique, Individual beings. And so you don't love one of them more than another, but you love them for different, in different ways and for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, that I think that came up for me. And that is something I really want to touch on because there's also sibling rivalry is something that is so prevalent.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: prevalent. And it is. 99%. Okay. I don't have a real statistic. I'm going to take that back in my experience.
0: In my experience. There you go.
1: It is almost always caused by parents and they, and they don't know they're doing it. You don't know you're doing it. The way that parents treat the birth order, they treat first children differently than last children and everything in between Expectations and, are and higher. The expectation, children. the the way that that punishment is doled out, the way that parents take sides in child related disagreements, the all like, yep. all of these things swirl into resentment of children towards their sibling or whatever, and it is a whole episode. Yep. Of information that I want to talk about. So, you can
0: pick that apart. Rivalry will be there, Lord of the Flies, but the way a parent negotiates that through that with the kids.
1: Conflict can, will be there. Rivalry can, is absolutely unnecessary.
0: Can have a lot competition, to do with the, way the kids deal with that competition. There, there doesn't yeah.
1: need to be com- there, like, competition is created if by the way that parents handle conflict conflict is normal conflict with me and my husband is normal conflict mm. with a, inside any relationship is normal competition is not
0: hmm. competition oh, okay. is created we'll have to put that apart we'll have to, we'll have to put, you know uh...
1: anyway we should wrap up um do you have any final thoughts on anything
0: no, I think that was that was kinda it. Gosh, this is fun to do. And uh I I hope we're I hope I hope I hope this is helping somebody. I you know, I'm still interested. Let's get waiting to hear waiting to hear more feedback and uh and uh yeah, this is uh this is this is really good. I think this is the right time to be doing for us to be doing this. This is a good thing.
1: So we have we have birth order the that, that will go talk about on an episode and that'll be focused on how how to not have sibling rivalry in the home. Um, and I have, I do have an email from a parent that I want to talk about, um, as a podcast episode, we're going to read the email. I have her permission, um, and discuss what she wrote in about. And then, which by the way, guys, Like, send us your stories. We want to hear from you. I want to know what you want to hear about. I want, like, we are just, I'm just picking topics off the top of my head um, based on. Common
0: stuff that we've run into. What I'm interested
1: in, what I think people, what I'm seeing, a lack of knowledge around um, in parenting communities, et cetera. Uh, But, like, if there's something specific that you have. I don't care how specific it is or how broad it is. Like if you have a question uh or there's something specific that you're working on in your home or wondering about or uh a
0: guest you'd like to see a topic yeah, you Yeah,
1: like or or a funny like I want to do like silly parenting stories too. Like funny like funny stories or um anything. Yeah. So anyway, send us, send us your stories, send us your questions. Um, the email is in the show notes, Jenny at Jenny co. Um, so we'll do a birth order episode. We will do the parent write in email episode topic. And um, we're going to have a dad on here, but he's not able to get on until September 1st. Uh, hmm. But I'm really excited for that episode. And I want to, I want to get, men on here too the spaces that are filled with parenting and child service people i mean a lot of women because there's like birth doulas and momming is such a huge transition but like
0: being a a dad is a transition and and
1: and there are men who are the primary caretakers and there are there are wounds that are more common to men and dads than than to women there's a lot of stuff that women go through that men don't go through, but there are things that men go through that women don't go through. And um, just like you were talking about with the business and stuff, like there are men who who are on the lookout for weakness in other yep. men to alpha dog yep. you, right? How you get away, yeah. That's
0: how you get away. And that, like
1: there's some of that in in between women, um, but it's definitely more aggressive and more common between men.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So that's what's coming up. What's also coming up is my honeymoon. Uh, so this episode and then next week's episode with Malia, she decided to become a homeschooler because the school systems were not serving, you know, and getting through to her kids the, the way they needed to. Um wow. And so she became a homeschooler and she has started a homeschool community where she teaches parents how to homeschool and also like how to do it for your kids with different needs. Uh, So, and she's just like a bright bubbly ball of fun. And um, so that's next week. Mm -hmm. And then I will be on my honeymoon for two weeks, finally, eight months later. Uh, And we're not, we're not going to record or anything. So we will Mm -hmm. just have a little vacation. A little two week hiatus, and then we will be back in mid June um, cool. with probably with our birth order episode or a parent cool. email episode, actually. So, anywho, Patreon is open. You guys, five, seven, and eleven dollars. Um, if you want to make a one time donation, amazing. If you want to make commit to a monthly uh, donation, that would be amazing. Um, podcasting does. Cost money. <laughs> um, and Please we click want, and like
0: and, and subscribe. Yeah, we and want all that to kind of
1: be able. I mean, the free things you can do are subscribe, like each episode, and leave us a five star review. That helps us get seen by other people who who want this information. It helps us grow. Um, it helps the platforms keep pushing us to the top of the chart so that people can find us. Um, the
0: algorithms.
1: And then you, there is an option to contribute to our patreon um, and and keep seed, some seed money so that we can you know at least break even making this thing. Um, and yeah, Dad is on his venture for sponsors.
0: And we're just sponsors. Keep going. downloads we're help booked. too, the metrics, don't they? We're learning about yep. the podcasting uh, world. It's so super uh, simple.
1: Click a couple buttons to support <laughs> us. Um all of it is free. And if you are able and and want to, um you can you can donate to the Patreon. And we are going to start having, we already have one mini episode, um, but we'll start cutting other mini episodes. Um, so people who do donate uh, to Patreon, you guys will start getting benefits that other, you know, and seeing episodes and conversations and things that other people don't get to see. Um, we'll do depending on, you know, when we get enough people in there, we'll start doing extra content, et cetera.
0: You need a bloopers um, reel. When we flub.
1: Yeah. We'll have bloopers reels. We'll have, um, extra mini episodes, maybe we'll go live. We'll start going live once a month or something for members. Um, you know, we
0: could be doing this live. This could be live. I know. I know. If, if we had a little more expertise. So I'll work on that too.
1: What do you mean? All I have to I do mean, is click live.
0: Oh, really? And it goes yeah. out so we can just start advertising when we, uh, when we tape.
1: Yeah, but I'm going to make that a, a Patreon uh, benefit.
0: Yeah, yeah, but these, I mean, we still need to know in advance and let people know in advance.
1: Oh yeah, schedule when take, we go live. So, yes.
0: so so otherwise there's no benefit to the live. Yes, you get to see the bloopers so in real time,
1: right? So I leave I leave most stuff in. I don't really I don't really eh. No, there's some bloopers. Mm, yeah.
0: I don't I'll to cut go back too and look much. It's a cutting room floor. Yeah.
1: Sometimes if there's like a long pause, I cut those because it's like yeah. I'm like writing something and it's like ten seconds feels like an eternity when yeah. you're like in conversation. Yeah. Like nope. no one wants to just listen to like radio <laughs> silence. Dead air.
0: Dead yeah. air. Yeah. No dead air. Yeah.
1: That's mostly what I cut. <laughs> um. But yeah. So cool that's what we're doing. That's what we're up to. Email us.
0: We'll see you next time. We'll see it next time.
1: Yep. All right.
0: Bye. Thanks everybody. everybody.
1: Well, did you learn anything new or have you heard all of this before? Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? Have a question? We want to see you in our inbox or via the Patreon page in the show notes. Tap on either link to send us your feedback, share your own parenting story, or support our mission of providing a connected community for all parents. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you loved this episode, click on that little star and give us five of them so we can get visible to other parents who are looking for us. This is your weekly reminder. Parents, You already have everything you need inside of you. You are a strong, loving, capable parent. And here, you are never alone. I'll see you next week.